0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered episode 133. I am your host Blaine Putney. I am joined now by my co-host Matt Smith. Good evening. And Treg the Hammer Wilson. Deuces. So it's been a, it's been a, an eventful couple of days since our last episode came out. Uh, the Canadians played Edmonton. actually won in three on three overtime. Stahl made his debut. Became the first Montreal Canadian to score his first goal as a Hab in overtime, which honestly is rather impressive considering it's been 112 years of a franchise. Um, and there was some other stuff that happened. We're, we're going to talk about a lot of that uh, dr- uh, during the show. But before we kick off our show, a little bit of drivel. So, Treg, how was your last couple of days? Good. Amazing. Matt?
1: Uh, they've been, they've been, they've been very quiet, but uh, you know, no family around here. Ontario's back in lockdown, etc. So, you know, no big uh, Easter dinner for me or anything like that. Uh, back to work in the morning. That's about it. It's a uh, same old, same old in Ontario right now.
0: Yep. You guys are in the gray zone, which is uh, ignore learned. all science. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and that my friends has been one minute and 35 seconds before the first F bomb.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Nova Scotia is going to allow people 100% capacity in stores starting tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And gyms. Lucky. And gyms. Yeah. yeah. Lucky lucky you guys.
2: I don't know if it's lucky.
1: Yeah.
2: Our cases aren't going down, so
0: it's not like. They're not going up either. Yeah, true. We're kind of hovering at that 25 people total mark.
1: Yeah, we're having like 3,000 a day here.
0: <laughs> yes. And we're hovering around that too. <laughs>
1: that's all good apparently i'm getting my vaccine anywhere between june and possibly august september so i'm
2: getting mine the week of april 15th
1: well there you go you know being being uh, being an essential personnel since this since this started do you think we would have them by now but apparently not
0: i'm getting mine at the end of this month
2: lucky you divers are essential
0: apparently you're not a diver no but i work with them Someone's got to fetch their air bottles.
2: I don't even do that. (laughs) (laughs) I just sit there and go, look, everyone, divers, look, divers. And then I go, see, nobody cares.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) So, uh, all right, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about the vaccines versus bubble play for come playoff time. Um. We'll, we'll talk a little bit, we'll touch on injuries and some expectations as well as a little bit about the upcoming games. So the Canadians are playing Toronto on Wednesday night and then they're, they've got a two game set against Winnipeg starting Thursday and then Saturday. So why don't we just kick it off with the bubbles versus vaccine talk we, we kind of touched on a little bit with the vaccines when we were talking about our own. Um, I think, I think everything came to a head now with uh, the Canucks having all their massive issues in having to deal with that new Brazilian strain, which is, um, uh, I think it, i read, it was two and a half times more virulent and easier to pass on than this standard COVID-19. So that that's not good. Um, so because of this, there's been actual talk, uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned it in his podcast, that uh, the NHL and the NHLPA are going to be talking about a bubble format being a possibility. I'm going to put it to you guys. which Which do you think would be more plausible or more workable considering the players hated the bubble? Would it be pl- more plausible to do the bubble or to ensure everyone gets vaccines now that they can actually buy them. I'm going to start with you, Treg.
2: I'd go the vaccine route. um, Just for the simple fact that players hated the bubble. If they start the bubble now, plus playoffs, you're looking at almost three months of of the bubble, maybe four. I didn't just do math off the top of my head, but uh, if they can buy their own vaccine, it's not going to interrupt, uh, the civilian or regular people's vaccine route, which it's not. Before anyone starts that rumor, um, then I say vaccinate everybody. But even the vaccine isn't foolproof. Um, but uh, I just don't think the bubble will work. I don't think the players will want to go through the bubble again.
0: So yeah, it was it was pretty hard on the players um, having to be separate from everybody, having to be separate from their their families. It is, And as members of the military, we completely understand that point of view. It is not easy to do our job when we're separated from the people that we care about. Um, it, it's the nature of our business, but it's not so much for them. So it's not something that they've had to learn to deal with over the years. So it's a lot harder, uh, especially for the general population. And I, I, I kind of agree with you that I mean, buying the vaccines, which are now, they're capable of doing, seeing as how the vaccine distribu- the vaccine stockpile in Canada has reached a specific point. Um, I don't think there'd be an uproar if the NHL were to buy enough vaccinations. Well, there's, there's always going to be some kind of an uproar. Let's be honest. People will complain simply to complain, mostly because the NHL is probably going to distribute the vaccines quickly as opposed to what's been going on in our country this year, which is they're not being distributed very well.
1: They're in the freezers, though.
0: Oh, yeah, tons of freezers. we got all of kinds freezers, of freezers. All
1: the freezers. Can't, I don't even get, can't even get one at Leon's now. They're just gone.
2: I don't understand why they just don't say, vaccinations here, line up outside. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly just, just are you it. over the age of 50 Get in this line between yeah. on Monday between monday and friday bet- between eight and eight get your vaccine once you got it you get a little stamp come back for your second one oh, these people are all done great everybody else get in friggin' line
1: yeah exactly okay you guys and your logic it's
0: the navy way oh wait no, <laughs> no it's not no 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 there's no logic to the navy well, that's not true. The L in Navy stands for logic. It's
2: true, exactly
0: true. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, did, do you do you think the players would actually go for a bubble if they had to? Like, I mean, for the really? only
1: the only time I could see a bubble working is um, if we're talking like the final four. Yeah. That's the only, they're not going to go into it as of right now. And there's a, there's already talks that have started, um, you know, everyone knows that the health and safety of the players, especially the Canucks is a lot more important than hockey right now, but there have been talks that have already started to say that the Canucks games can possibly extend in the North division can possibly extend past whatever that date cutoff is in May, And the American teams start their playoffs right away. Yeah. So so there's, there's, there's been talks of it. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, Um, but I I can't see a bubble happening unless it's the final four and they're going to find an American city more than likely and, um, and throw them, throw them in there. They'll get everyone down there. um, Get them there as early as possible. Go through the, go through the rigor of what they did last year but at least it won't be to the extent it was last year. And they're not going to be away from their families as long.
0: Yeah. Detroit.
2: Depending on how many games Vancouver misses too, because they're pretty much up there with everyone to start. That's true. They're, That's they are at 38 games and they've only missed two or something like that. So far, mind you it's probably going to be four or five come near the end. And it would all determine on how many, how far behind they are and what is the, you know, can they actually catch up and make the playoffs? You know, if Montreal starts running away, it's it's not going to matter if they, like, do we really, really need to play their games if Calgary and Vancouver have no chance of making the playoffs anyway?
0: I don't right? think like, it's a good idea to try and get every game played. I know that they're doing it to. for financial reasons because they they the advertisers paid a certain rate right. per game and they don't want to have to give that money back. But at the end of the day, Um, if if you're extending the the Canadian division season more than a week, week and a half, while all the other divisions are playing their playoff, that's a mistake, because then once the once whoever comes out of the north is going to be just finishing the playoff. Meanwhile, all the other teams will have had a week off. Yeah, one that's a disadvantage. For the, the Canadian team that wins the North Division, and two, none of the teams out of the American divisions want to sit around and wait for a week because now they're going to be all ice cold. So, it, it,
2: like I say, I, I think it will determine on how many games are left, yeah. and do they actually have a legitimate chance of making the making the playoffs? I said if they if in they go into a, a
1: bubble anyway, they're you're looking at probably a week off.
0: Depending where for, you go for everybody, depending where you go. That's right. Yeah. And right now the Canadians are what about eight points ahead of Vancouver?
2: Uh, they have 45 points, 45, 43. Montreal does. Yeah. yeah. Let me see here. They've, got, got, a They've, They've got, got a
0: healthy lead. They have a very healthy lead.
2: Uh, they, yeah. They got 43 points. They're eight points ahead. Yeah.
0: Eight points. And ahead they still got what, two games ahead?
2: in hand. They still got two games in hand on Vancouver.
0: Yeah. So let's say they win one of those two games that now they're up 10 points.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's for fourth place. That's for the last playoff spot. So you're 10 points back. Uh,
2: And Calgary's Montreal got five games in hand on Calgary and are eight points up. So how much, how much are you going to extend
0: that season? That's the, that's the uh, discussion that should be had at this point. With Vancouver going through what they're going through, and I understand there's financial situations, but that I don't see the Canucks coming out of this anytime soon. They seem to have actually gotten... It's affected the players quite a bit. And then they have family members now, uh, uh, reportedly, who have caught this uh, variant as well. So I can't see them taking players off that covid list anytime soon now armia just came off the covid list yesterday that was almost what two weeks so yeah, yeah. let's it's a different variant but let's just say two weeks so it's been about five days for the canucks since they started this that's and that's still just another, from that's yeah. just
2: from player zero yeah five days
0: exactly so let's say if some miracle happened in a week and a half, everyone's off the list. How many games will they have missed? That's that's quite a bit. About six, uh, seven.
1: And how long is it going to take them to get into game shape to get back into? Uh, oh, they'll,
0: they'll into have the to rigor. jump right in. Yeah. They'd have to jump right like, in, absolutely. Yeah,
1: but what in what shape are they going to be in yeah. to do that?
0: So there, there's a lot of issues that have to be dealt with, but I don't see them making up all the games. They might miss a couple of games if everything works out perfectly. You know, They've still missed miss four games. already. Yeah, they'll miss probably seven or eight.
2: And they got one on the eighth, the tenth, the twelfth, the fourteenth, the seventeenth, and say they come back the twentieth. So the yeah. one, two, three, one, two, three, four. There's six. They'll miss ten games.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, he did that. He did that without a calculator. <laughs> they'll miss ten games. So <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. I mean, it was that's twenty
2: 11. points. That's that's twenty points. But that's right by that time Montreal could be if Montreal wins both their games in hand, Montreal's 12 points up. So that's a, that's a deep, deep hole to yeah. climb out of. So that means they'd <laughs> have to win six of their games. They have to go 600 yeah. just to tie Montreal. With Anyway, it's just,
0: yeah, it, it's not, a, it's not a, a great situation. I don't see how they're going to be able to play all the games and be able to get the playoffs going at at an opportune time. I, I yeah. know the playoffs are going to be delayed a little bit, but you can't delay them too far because now you're going to be causing issues in the American divisions as well. And then further down the line, which whatever, whatever Canadian team comes out of it is going to be at a disadvantage.
2: I, I think the big, big issue that's going to come up is the placing of the top four teams. So like, cause the jets, Oilers and Toronto all have games against Vancouver and depending on, you know, Montreal's done with Vancouver, so they don't have to worry about any of their games being postponed due to that. But if it becomes close.
0: Well, it goes by points percentage at that point.
2: I, well, yeah, but I'm just saying if it comes close, those games could have been helpful for would've. a team or another. So I, th- I think would've. that's something that's would be more
0: important than them making the playoffs or not. I'm, I have no doubt that Leafs' Twitter will lose its collective minds if they can't have all their games against Vancouver.
2: Montreal got theirs. See, they cheated. Or for some reason, Winnipeg gets first place. Yeah. And Toronto still had three games left against Vancouver. Well, that could have been six points. We would have had first place. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I yeah. know. You would have lost anyway, regardless. Yeah. So
0: well, they were pissed off that Stahl scored an overtime goal for the Montreal Canadiens on a day that the Leafs weren't even playing.
2: Old dark guy.
0: Now, to be fair, I know Jake. I'm friends with him. It's so I joked back and forth, but the the just the fact that the Leafs mascot, Smoke, uh, Mr. Smoke, uh, Mr. Dartman, there. The Leaf mascot himself was so concerned about the Habs that he watched the Montreal game on an off day and then complained that they won, which just goes to show that the Canadians actually have a decent hockey team because the Leaf, all of Leaf Nation, is very, very concerned. It should be. I think yeah. everyone should be. Yeah. So congratulations, Habs fans. They got a decent hockey team.
2: And as we get farther into this episode, we'll talk about how good the depth actually is. We're
0: hoping. We're hoping. So, yeah, we're going to move on now to uh, the injuries. We're going to have to see how this depth holds up because in the game against the Oilers, Gallagher took a, a Romanov slap shot to the hand, broke his thumb. So he's now out two to six weeks. I say two to six because right now there's been no no word, no official word yet as to how long it's going to be for recovery. But Jacob Truba had a similar injury and he was back within two and a half weeks. So let's say two to six, which if it goes to six, that's, that's the rest of the regular season. Uh, Price is day to day. Now, according to uh, the head coach, Price is day to day. He had a bit of a, a bit of an injury tweaked in the game against the Oilers. He is not traveling with the team to Toronto, and that is why they called up Primo to the, the taxi squad, and more than likely, Primo will be the one dressing as the backup for Jake Allen uh, come tomorrow, which means he will have to come off the taxi squad tomorrow. <clears throat> so with Gallagher out, kotkiniemi has been moved over to the right wing on the, uh, the, the Canadians de facto top line. So I'm going to start with you, Matt, on what your, your view is of the Canadians depth and how, how this is going to affect how the lines are rolled out.
1: Okay. Well, I'll use last night as an example. Um, Gallagher was out of the game. They were down two nothing going into the third and um, the Canadians used their depth to rally back. And, um, you know, they beat a pretty tough, uh, Edmonton team that, um, you know, obviously relies on their big, uh, on their big stars. Uh, Smith's been having a really good season in, uh, in goal. And, um, they rallied last night and it was, uh, it was a lot of their, uh, experienced guys and a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, a lot of other teams, uh, fan bases kind of poke fun at and, and, uh, in, in Anderson and, um, in Perry and Saul, etc., that really stepped up their game and uh, made that win possible for them. Um, Price had a, a pretty good game, in my opinion. He did the, the two-pad stack, and they came along with the win. Uh, when it comes to Kakaniemi playing the win, I've got no issue with it whatsoever. I think that it's going to be um, beneficial to him, and I think it's going to point him in the direction to shoot the puck more. We are, we all know that he can shoot the puck. He's good on the forecheck and he's just going to, he's just going to have to, you know, channel his inner Gallagher, battle a little bit in front of the net, use his size, use that shot more often. And it's going to be beneficial for him and for the line. If Janot gets kicked out of the draw, you get a centerman that can come in and take the draw. And Mm -hmm. lately, Kakaniemi has been pretty good in the draw. Um, And uh, going back to depth, uh just stall's numbers last night. He had a goal, couple shots, and he was 78% in the face-off. Um, going 14 and 4, and obviously scored the game-winning goal. So I think um uh gonna be just fine where he is. And people are people are already bitching saying, well, they're gonna turn him into the next Galchenyuk, or they're gonna they're gonna ruin him at center, or they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that. You know what? Evans, that Evans Byron Lekinen line was looking pretty good. And Evans was playing his best hockey among that line, so I really wouldn't. Um, I didn't even want to take Evans out of the game to begin with.
0: Yeah, I think we need to pump the brakes on that hole. We're going to ruin a player by making him no. play the wing for a couple he, of
1: Ease up. Well, his guys. his up. drafted season, he was playing on the wing. Yeah,
0: that's right, and he he's been looking pretty good at center this year. I'm I'm with you. I don't mind him at, at wing temporarily. Yeah, it's
1: short term. It's short My term.
0: question though, like why didn't they do Suzuki? Because Suzuki's face-off numbers look like crap That's and true. he's actually right-handed as yes. opposed to Katkinami, who is left-handed. So Treg, what do you think?
2: I suspected uh, before the lines came out that you might see a Drew install Suzuki type line and then you have a veteran center along with the rookie center and they can go back and forth or even have stall on the wing of Suzuki and go from there. Uh, I have no issue with Katnemi playing. He played right wing. He's exclusively played wing in Finland, according to, to what he said. Uh, he played the right wing and when he was in Finland, Finland. So he's used to it. It sets him up for a good one timer. Cause he got a stick right there. Uh, he did say to John Lou that, uh, He's going to probably have to be in the dirty areas, play the five-foot guy role. Uh, yeah, does
0: he mean five feet tall, or does he mean... Uh,
2: well, John did say <laughs> unclear if he meant a five-foot radius around the neck Gallagher occupies, or if he's taking a shot at Gallagher's height. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to assume he's taking a shot at Gallagher's height. <laughs> yeah. um, he doesn't seem bothered by it. He said it's an honor to play with those guys, and the way I look at it, it's given giving mean, minute. He's going to get top minutes playing on that line. And he's going to get the the puck on a stick. So you want a player develop a player develops with the puck on a stick. He doesn't develop playing on the third or fourth line, getting ten to fourteen minutes. Uh, I like Matt said. Everyone complained last game because he was he was playing fourth line sent fourth line. He actually played more five on five minutes playing on that fourth line, and he was benched after the tenth after the around the ten minute mark of the third period. We can
0: speculate why, because it's all it is is speculation. Um, we can assume it's because they wanted to line match with McDavid and Dreisaitl. We You
2: could. His last shift was a pretty poor shift, too, so maybe Against Charm, McDavid. Against yeah. McDavid, so maybe Deschamps said, nope, you're not going back out there, but whatever. It, again, we're all speculating. Yeah. Um, so we actually played 20 seconds more than he normally plays five on five. The Habs power play had a, a total of, what, 41, 43 seconds of... Uh, they were zero for two with forty-three seconds of power play time, so he didn't even get a chance to play power play. If he played his normal power play, he would have been up around fifteen minutes, which is what he normally gets in a normal game. Well, seventeen lately, but he was playing on the on the second pairing. I agree with Blaine, though. Uh, I think to Cognami's face offs are a lot better than Suzuki's, and he would have been better suited for the face off. But uh, you have to really look at. Uh, Suzuki and Anderson pair up very well. So, we've mentioned before, Ducharme likes to pair players. And I think he keeps Suzuki with Anderson. Uh, usually it's Kottenemi and Tofoli, but he split them up to put Kottenemi on the wing. So, Dano's going to stick with Tatar. And then you get Drew with, with Stahl and Evans with the other two. So.
0: Now, I think that this whole line juggling issue comes to bear because of the injury concerns especially in Laval had had uh, Yelonen not gotten hurt. I think it is very likely that he would have gotten the call up in this case because he was playing extremely well in Laval. He, and he's a right winger. So with Gallagher down, they could have called uh, called Yelonen up and filled a right wing role, say on a third or fourth line to play with Katkanyemi. You could have had Katkaniemi, Lekanen, and Yelonen exactly yeah line. exactly and i think that would have been more likely but with all the injury concerns down in laval and caulfield as of today as we record it's tuesday the 6th of april uh caulfield's first professional practice happened today scored in the play and the practice by the way yeah, it's all over the news oh yeah yeah there's going to be a, a parade later on um so that's caulfield's first professional practice. They're not going to be calling him up to the NHL at this point. They're not going to rush him up just because Gallagher took a shot in the hand. So with the injury concerns and experience concerns in Laval, they're not going to make any call-ups at this point, which forced their hand to move Kot- uh, Kotkanemi over to the wing. I, it's fine. It's, it's a game or two. before uh, Once they can sort things out, we'll probably see a couple of different looks. Suzuki might end up there. Uh, Kakeyemi will probably shift the center for a little bit back and forth, especially against the jets when they want to get some size back up the middle, move Suzuki over to the wing, put Kakeyemi in the middle. There's going to be adjustments. There's going to be different, uh, different pairings. So uh, I don't see Ducharme married to this line for a long term, a game, maybe two. Oh, I don't think he's married to any lines anytime. To
2: be honest. No, he likes pairings.
0: Yeah. He likes pairings.
2: Um and it's like he said uh, during the interview, I'll tell you who the top line was at the end of the game. So yeah. And with all the games coming up, you could tell in that game again until the 10 minute mark, everyone was pretty much getting equal amount. Of, there was only what a minute and a half between the top line and the in th- the fourth line of differential yeah. in time. So
1: During the during the first period, the be- the, the the best line was the Kokaneeami line. They were the ones yes. that were getting all the scoring chances, right? Yeah. So
0: That's right. And that game, that game was a bit of a, miss. Uh, it was a little bit uh, weird. The Canadians basically controlled the game from start to finish. They got about 70% of the Corsi. They got about 70% of the scoring chances, but then Edmonton got a couple of late goals in each, each of the first and second period to, to take control a little bit on the scoreboard. But the Canadians were basically running the show. Mm-hmm. Thankfully in the third, they, they sorted that out, but I mean, you know, they got to work on, on that aspect, that last minute stuff, their focus near the end. I know price got crapped on quite a bit for letting in those two goals. The first wow. one, first one was definitely
1: be, wasn't on him. No, not. At
0: all. I thought
2: I tweeted that the second one was weak, but I, I didn't mean weak. It was a good shot. It probably was saveable.
1: That was but, just a that was just a player beat the goalie. That was just a player just beating the goalie. Beat. Yeah,
2: um, but uh, it
1: wasn't like Mete was shooting on him or something. You're just like anybody, <laughs> Mete is you know, still anybody, carrying the puck. Anybody can stop that, you know. If, Mete, if he was, if Mete he, was he, shooting the
0: puck right now, it would still be going towards the net. So no, Mete, Mete, hasn't shot yet. He is still carrying that damn puck, <laughs> going around in circles in the overtime.
2: Listen, I'm going to say a little bit of something. Uh, Mete, since coming back from COVID, has one of been the Better defenseman on the Montreal since coming back. Heyman Romanov pairing, I think, has been the best pairing the last couple nights. Um, however, Met Day in overtime, good idea, great idea, but do something with the puck. Like he
0: did, he carried it around. No, I meant offensively. Oh yeah, no, he, he transitioned he, his whole he, way around that overtime. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> he was carrying the puck in the offensive zone in circles, going
3: around I
2: mean, and round and around. It, it looked fun. Until you were like, "Are you gonna do something? Pass
0: it? Did. Shoot it? I don't care what you do." He he made Smith so dizzy from spinning around the net that Skull <laughs> was able to stall. walk in and shoot. Yeah, <laughs> he even stopped in front of him for a minute, looked at him, yeah. turned back around, went back the other way. <laughs> and if you <laughs> like... turned up your TV when he was doing it, you can hear him say, "Meet me."
2: Yeah, <laughs> he just <was> pulled <going> around. <laughs> but uh, and and that's my issue with Mete. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lately. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So it was a, it was a good game because the Canadians were able to find a way to win. So that has been their, that has been the problem with the Canadians this season that they were missing that little, little intangible, or they can, they can find a way to pull out a win, even if they didn't deserve it. Or in this case, they deserved that win, but they were behind. So they found a way to climb back in and scoring an overtime goal is a great way to kick off your career with the Montreal Canadiens.
2: The the anchor out of Buffalo, as I was told on Twitter, <laughs> it's going to drag the team down. I've been to the anchor sucks. in Buffalo.
0: They have great wings.
2: Anyway, a Buffalo fan told me we we're going to be very disappointed in Stahl. He's an anchor on every line, although the GFX uh, percentage doesn't say that at all, but uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, I I thought he played a, I didn't play a great game. I thought he played a solid. Okay. Game. He, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. He played played it safe. safe. Uh, and then in overtime, he scored the goal. It was a nice shot. Maybe Smith probably should have had it, but,
1: uh, For me, I just, I wish, you know, I, I really wish fans could have been in the building last night.
2: Oh Oh, man, that would have been right.
1: That for me, for me, you saw how excited he was and how excited the, 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 team was for him to score. And um, it really reminded me of kind of like when Kovalchuk scored his big game winner, and, and the place just went ups. Uh, abs- yeah, the place just went yeah. nuts, right? Um, and another thing that I really liked is after he left the ice, uh, Bergevin was down there waiting for him, and and gave him yeah. a nice tap on the back. Ducharme was outside the uh, outside the uh, outside the dressing room, et cetera. I gave him a gave him a fist bump and everything. And let, he was let's just down it, there
2: to fire a trainer. He was just firing. Uh, maybe, a trainer,
1: maybe. So. But you it's, know what? It just. It, but it shows me, like you know, he's a he's a he's a, he's a players coach He's a players coach, and he's and uh, he's a players GM. He's there for the guys, and I think it was a it was a really good move by him to do that.
2: And Byron picked up the puck for him because he couldn't understand how the puck actually went in the net. He thought they all just went on the outsides of the net. By about three feet?
0: Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> he, he sped to that puck pretty quick, knowing full well that Brady Kachuk was trying to find a way into the building to steal the puck. <laughs> so he got in there pretty quick. What I want to see before the next game is a video from Saku Koivu with an eye patch over his eye. Congratulating, <laughs> Stahl. <laughs> uh and people who watch yeah people who watched the 2006 playoffs will know what i mean yeah I'm still
2: bitter. that was our cup year we would have won the cup if he never gouged his eye out totally well we would at least won that series
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh it was painful but you know what else is painful cutting yourself shaving you need to try this for yourself the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code unfiltered20. Always use the right tools for the job. Men, start taking notes because it's time to reduce cuts on your nuts. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer, featuring advanced skin safe technology so you can keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to shave in the shower too. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer changing their lives. They even included picks so you could see the smoothness for yourself. And they aren't kidding. You need to try this for yourself get 20% off plus free shipping with the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unfiltered20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code unfiltered20. Always use the right tools for the job. So from that... We're going to move on to the next series of games. The Canadians this week will be playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Another
1: pain in your balls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bam!
0: A lot of nicks and cuts from diving around the ice. And uh, they'll be playing the Jets twice this week. So Thursday, so they've got a game Wednesday against Toronto, Thursday against Winnipeg, and then Saturday against Winnipeg. Kerry Price did not make the trip with the team to Toronto. As I mentioned earlier in the show, they called up Primo. Um, the expectation there is that Primo will be taken off the taxi squad and then, and then dress as the backup for Jake Allen. Now, nothing's been set in stone yet, but it does look like Jake Allen's going to get the starts in back-to-back nights. That's That's a possibility. If he doesn't, then... I have no problem with Primo getting a start against uh, either Toronto or Winnipeg. Uh, Primo has been lighting it up. Pretty, uh, he's been, he's been excellent in the AHL so far this season. So a call up is a good, uh, is a good reward. I think he's earned this call up. So Craig, uh, I'll start with you on this. What are you, what are you looking at? What, what do you think is a key to winning against Toronto to start off?
2: Uh, I'd say state of the box, but their power play is shit. So I guess that doesn't really matter. Um, the key to playing against Toronto is don't uh, let Toronto dictate the game. Shut down Matthews and Marner. Um, get into the Toronto's head and not to their own. Let Toronto get into your head and just play a solid game. Uh, I think Montreal – if Montreal plays a playoff-style game against Toronto – uh, they have a very good chance of winning the winning the hockey. I mean, I know Jack Campbell is the reigning, going to win the Vezina Trophy this year because he's uh, won every game. He's just the most amazing goalie in the league. I mean, uh, those eight
0: wins are, are epic. Or nine wins. Was it nine wins? Eight it's wins? nine,
2: no. He he oh, tied wow. or broke a Toronto record or something. For nine um, wins in a season. So he <laughs> is the man. Um, no, in all honesty, he's playing well for them. But I mean... Yes. If Montreal plays a, uh, a good playoff-style hockey game, uh, tight checking, you know, shut the ice down, uh, they, they should win the game. I, I, I don't have any issue. I'm not, I'm not really worried about, uh, about that. Now, if they play like they did against Ottawa, you can forget about it. But... Uh, um, going to the goalie thing is I, wa- I hope Primo does dress as the backup because bringing him up just to sit him on the taxi squad is just a waste. You should have just called Demchenko up and have him sit there. Yeah, but um, Demchenko's
0: only played one game in the last year. Yeah, but
2: he's just sitting on the taxi squad anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter, right? Um, what I think is I think Price will be back for the second game, the back second back-to-back game anyway. That's what I'm thinking. If not, I have no issue with Primo going in um if we lose we lose if we don't we don't it's it's you know like it's give him a chance see what he does he'll be fresh uh he's been lights out in uh in laval hell mcniven's been lights out in the laval too so um uh give primo the chance he played well last year in two games he lost one 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 lost one but played well in both games uh give him the chance give him the give him one or give bad Allen back to back go for it what difference does it make um I don't think goaltending is going to be. I don't think goaltending is our issue. So, what do you think, Matt? What's your what's your thoughts?
1: I think uh, I think if they play like they did to with Edmonton and just um, shadow shadow that shadow that line, like shadow Marner and shadow Matthews. When they get pressure on them, they don't play well. They're very they're both um, very skilled players, but they're very soft. Make it hard on them. Whatever lineup you or whatever line you pair up against them, or whatever line is out there against them, finish your checks. It can't just be. uh, You got to make it more of a playoff game because this could be very well a first round matchup. Um, This can't be a team that dumps the puck in and when they have an opportunity to finish their check, they just kind of give them a little little tap on the shoulder or something. They need to play the stars. They need to play those players hard, and they and they you know finish their checks get their scoring chances and um yes stay out of the box even though yes toronto's been struggling anytime that you have the opportunity to uh to roll say five forwards anything can happen right especially since uh we, we even saw it in the edmonton game edmonton didn't have a lot of power play time but uh the defensive coverage of the canadians weren't was not the best during the penalty kill and uh that was a guy like she shooting the puck, not somebody like Taveras or Matthews or Nylander or something like that. They um, said, think, think that you're playing the Oilers. They've completely shut down Connor McDavid this year. And if you can shut a player down like that, there's no reason that you can't beat the Leafs.
0: Yeah. They should be able to shut down the Matthews line. Uh, the issue then comes with the Taveras line. So, they they were able to shut down both McDavid and Drysdale when they split them up as well so it shouldn't be that different because they play similar similar styles like Drysdale and Tavares they're not they're not speedy centers they don't rely on speed whereas Matthews and McDavid they they do Matthews is more has more of a power game than the speed game but Overall, it shouldn't be that big of a stretch to be able to shut down those two lines when you can shut down dry Settle and McDavid. But you're right. It's going to take a five-man unit shutting these these lines down. You can't rely on just matching up centers. You need to get your, your defensemen out there. And Treg, you're also right. You need to have a game plan in there, and it has to be a road game game plan where you you drag the, the speed of the game down to a playoff level where it's it's grinding it out it's battles along the boards a game where Simmons for the Leafs excels but they don't have as many guys like Simmons to be able to counter punch uh, a slow grinding game along the boards and the Canadians need to take a take a page out of the uh, the ottawa senator's playbook and then shut down that neutral zone i don't know about a full trap but a left-wing lock is definitely doable for the canadians
2: you have to remember too they have uh canada olympic team hopeful zach hyman on their team as well so uh
0: oh yeah because you know he beats out every canadian-born player that's playing in the united states right now it's true i mean (sighs) I, I realize TSN likes to placate a little bit, but let's be honest here. Come on,
2: journalists, credentialed journalists have said so. And we all know about credentialed journalists
0: and how important are. they are. But we are.
2: But we're not the right ones.
0: Oh, we that's right. Keep, yeah, no. we don't we're talk not to Toronto. the players. We're not in <laughs> Toronto. That's right. We don't. We don't talk to the players. <laughs> Sure,
2: <laughs> and if we did, they'd be the best player ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, because that's that's how that works. Yeah,
2: Jacob Delaros on waivers, just throwing it there.
0: Just just pointing that out, eh? Just pointing it out. Oh my goodness, yeah. No, but back to the game against the Leafs. Yeah, road game plan. The left wing lock, where they can they funnel the player down one of the wings. You cut out the middle you, you uh, neutralize the speed through the neutral zone and you force them down to one side. Then you can isolate that player and the puck carrier. That makes it simpler to play a defensive style. And the Canadians transition game could take over from that point. This is where Mete will, uh, will start to earn his money. Uh, playing against teams like Toronto, he does really well against them because they rely on their speed. And Mete with his foot, uh, his foot speed and mobility really pairs up well against teams like that that's why he looks so good against edmonton
2: yeah exactly uh and like i said i thought him and romanoff have been the best pair defenseman the last couple games on both sides of the ice
1: they're both highly mobile i like to see the canadians use the physicality that they have on the blue line and not and you said you can't you can't take it easy on any player and i know it's like it's the code and all this stuff but i'm tired of these fucking codes right i don't care who's on minutes. the right i don't care who's on the back of you I, I don't care nice. right i don't care if it's marner i don't care if it's matthews i don't care if it's kenny agostino i don't care who it is that's playing he is on the leafs uh, just oh so I played a game uh, i don't care who it is you've got to treat every player just same the same thing as same thing as um hockey ops and and player safety and everything you know keep keep the players the same but i think it, it, Tra-
0: i think Treg mentioned that to play a playoff for yeah, a playoff yeah, style yeah, like, you hit matthews
1: but but, you, but the thing is you don't see it and you don't see it until the playoffs and that's the thing yeah. that pisses me off is you've got a guy like weber Edmondson, or, or shirat when he's playing or anybody and you see a guy like um you know you see a guy like um you know muzzin pinching in or something like that. The guy's going to go and he's going to finish his check because it's Muzzin. He's a bigger guy. He can take the hit. You know, someone like Marner, it's like, Oh, let's give him the space. It's like, you got to eliminate that space, you know, throw your shoulder into him or press him against the boards and, 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 play, play the game. We play physical. That's, that's what this team is built for. They're not a skill-based
0: defense core. And be sure to really identify the top offensive threat in Toronto and take him out with Checks as often as possible because Keljanyak will kill them. He will. Exactly. He scored a goal.
2: I'm just happy that Montreal developed Eric Stahl in 64 minutes and not eight games.
0: That just proves how great they are at development. Montreal, it
2: disproves Montreal is a top organization in this league. Yeah.
0: Well, like, look,
1: like, like yeah. you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too off topic, but like bringing that up, look at Corey Perry. A lot of people were saying that well he developed. was that he was going to be a taxi squad guy most of the season, barely play, et cetera, et cetera, and he's earned a top spot on this team, and he's really like last night. Michael I thought he developed was, him properly. When I up. thought, but I thought he was one of their I best like players the last night. he played for. I thought he was one of their best players last night. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Can we get a picture of Angry Matt for our OnlyFans uh, page? Did you get a, when he was doing his rant there?
0: There you go. Yeah. Screenshot that shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so. But when, it,
1: but when it comes to but well, when it comes to um, the rest of the games, I wouldn't have an issue with uh, with Allen playing back to back if they if they if they have to, they have to. But
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's very doable to. Uh, I mean Allen hasn't had that heavy of a workload this season so oh. to do two nights in a row I can I can see that happening. The issue is going to be if Price is out longer than that. That's true. So if, if Price is unable to meet the team by the uh, by the game on Saturday night then I'm going to start to be concerned. Cuz watching uh, I rewatched some of the plays there was a couple of areas where you're like, yeah, maybe that was what caused Price to not not go with the team to take a therapy day, but uh, it, whatever according it is, to, it looked like it looked like his it was his hip or his knee. I was I'm not 100 percent sure. So that, that could John be Liu, concerning. John, what's that?
2: According according to John Liu,
0: yeah, uh,
2: the Deschamps said. Uh, doo, doo, doo. He's day-to-day with loader lower body injury that wasn't triggered by any one specific play Monday. Uh, It's something he's been carrying for a little bit of time, and they want to make sure that he's come back 100%. I think it's a linger injury. He had that flared up during the game. And if you see the replay of that one little play where he kind of goes awkward and gets
0: up a little slow. Bumps into Pujarvi there, that one? Yeah, and he kind of...
2: Get up, he fell a little awkward or went a little awkward, but uh, um, I mean, of course, the going to say, Oh, it's nothing big. Um, so hopefully I, I, I'm getting the feeling it's not long-term, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think Allen can hold the fort. If Primo's is back up, I think the two of them will do. Okay. Like, like we've been saying for weeks, all they can do is play 500 hockey anyway. And they're already, they're they're pretty much already in the playoffs. Let's be honest here, right? Yeah. So
0: yeah, it
1: would build up their confidence hell of a lot more than be a than be a you know instead of being a four seat, being maybe a three or
0: sure yeah. or two. There, two. It, yeah. They could still possibly plausibly end first. Absolutely, could. absolutely. Could. Yeah. It's it's yeah. in striking distance. It, yeah. They have several games against the Leafs coming up. You win two thirds of those games against the Leafs, so you go on a decent run. Yeah. You could finish first.
1: Yeah, and make sure you be in, make sure you win in regulation.
0: It's it's not likely, but it's, but it's plausible. It's doable. Yeah. yeah.
2: You could yeah. they could very easily finish second.
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is absolutely. very doable. Yeah, yeah.
2: First, Toronto's playing too well against Calgary and Edmonton. And and I mean, unless they lose every other game against Montreal and Winnipeg, I just don't see it happening. So yeah.
0: But it's plausible. Plausible. Well, and to be honest, uh the whole home ice advantage, I don't think really is one at this point. There's no fans in the stands. Um Yeah, it's nice to be able to play at home. You know, you get to go stay in your own bed and stuff, but, uh, you know. They play better on the road anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. The Canadians' road record is pretty good. So I, I don't see... Home ice advantage being an advantage at this point for the Canadians. So, if they finish third, they finish third. They finish fourth, well, they finish fourth. But right now, what they should be trying to do is try and finish as high as they can and try and get a better matchup for that first round because, well, it doesn't really matter, honestly, because you've got Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Uh, maybe you can work it out so you play Edmonton in the first round. Because right now the Canadians match up much better against Edmonton than the other two. But they match up well against Winnipeg and they can beat Toronto. But Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton can beat Montreal. So it's, it's, no matter how it falls, we're going to be seeing a very fun, interesting playoff in the North Division.
2: Every team has their weakness going into those playoffs. Yeah, Edmonton, I think, still thinks it's going to be goaltending. Uh, Winnipeg's going to be defense- Toronto's going to be age and goaltending, I think. Um, But not to sound biased, Montreal defense, I guess. Like, what's what's Montreal's weakness going into the playoffs? No star power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that that's yeah. No no superstar that can can take the game over for you.
0: They have a hard time finishing.
2: But they have a perfect playoff team because they got four lines. Who can possibly score? Big, tough defenseman. Uh, you know, good goaltending. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The star power factor is going to be what break makes or breaks them. Unless fifty on pace, fifty goal scorer Ty or Defoli can uh, can come out and uh, do what he can do.
0: Yeah.
1: I really want to see him incorporate the hand on the hip and a goal scoring celebration. <laughs>
0: I'm a little teapot <laughs> I scored on you. And uh, with the Edmonton uh, with the Edmonton series apparently all I L that needs to happen is for me to make a tweet about Mike Smith having a shutout and then the Canadians score three goals in a row. Because that win is on me. You're welcome Habs fans. I made the tweet right after the second period was done and after that the Canadians stormed to the victory.
2: I I made a tweet about how great Price was playing, and then he let that goal in by Nurse. But anyway, like literally as I'm tw- as I'm tweeting, so I am never tweeting again.
0: Speaking of tweets, the Habs Insider tweeted today. Ooh, this, this is, is big be news! Huge news! Really inside. He is inside. There's he's so inside. He's got three R's on the Insider today. Insider, He's
2: literally in one of Bergevin's biceps.
0: It could be one of his biceps is the insider. We don't know. It's it's kind of, the, you know, like a hockey insider, question mark, face mask. We don't know. But uh, the insider today guaranteed that any trade that Bergevin makes will be done in the next week.
2: Seven days max.
0: Maximum. Nothing past that.
2: By the 13th, there'll be no more trades.
0: Guaranteed. 3 p.m. on the 12th of April is the last moment that Bergevin will have a chance to make a trade, according to the insider.
2: And players could be moved or not.
0: It's possible neither happens. This guy's pretty, he's been
2: bang on so far.
0: Unbelievable. Batting 1,000. Batting a thousand.
2: He's not even 100% of the time 60% right. He's right 100% of the time.
0: Every single time. Smells like Sex Panther, but right every single time. Correct. So uh, before we sign off, there's anything else you guys wanted to uh, talk about or share? Yeah, I'll throw something. Oh, oh go hmm. ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, uh, thoughts with Alexa, the and his family after his, uh, whatever he has going on over there, there's been different conflicting, uh, toxicity
0: reports, of his kidneys from, uh, something
2: like that. He had medication. an allergic reaction to something and, uh, uh, anyway, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. And, uh, let's hope he has a speedy and safe recovery.
0: Matt,
1: uh, sticking with, uh, kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a bad topic, uh, today's the three-year anniversary of the Humboldt Broncos, uh, uh accident. I lost 16 people in that uh, accident. And, uh, you know, our thoughts are with, um, the families and all those that are still, um, recovering. And, you know, this is something you're never going to recover from, um, you know, the, the loss of, uh, of that many young, uh, young people and, um, that many family members, uh, it really shook the hockey world. And, um, you know, it's something that, uh, we're going to continue to think about year after year.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's something that's it's going to stick with the hockey community for quite some time, uh, probably forever. So um, we just want to uh, thank everyone for listening to us today. Uh, We hope we entertained, uh, educated a little bit. We hope the insider or the hockey insider helped out with some of your, uh, your rumor sites to confirm or deny whatever it is you're wanting to confirm or deny. That's why the hockey insiders here. Um, At least that's what he tells us in his texts. We don't know who he is or she, we just don't know who it is. Um, So again, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out, uh, check us out on YouTube, hit, subscribe, hit that little bell. So you don't miss any of the new material that's going to be coming out. And remember if you are talking about it, So are we. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no-frills, no-nonsense company that wants to provide that to you. No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one, or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high-quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you a pro-stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the No Names and players currently
3: making a name.